to cover tonight. Amen. Amen. It's a lot of stuff to cover. Chapter number two, the book of Acts. The book of Acts. Now, what does he mean by the Acts of the Apostles? Uh-huh. Okay. To, for him to come back. All right. So one was the acts of Jesus. Okay. And then Deke, you said it was the continuation or the building of the church. The building of the church. So any other thoughts? Any other comments? In actuality, the acts of the apostles is Jesus, correct, but through the Holy Spirit because Jesus is already what? He's gone. But he had already told the disciples to do what? Receive ye the Holy Ghost and he blew on them so that they re they received him at that time. Tonight we're going to hear the, these words when the day of Pentecost was fully come or fulfilled is it totally fulfilled yet? No, because we're not raptured in God. The church has not been the bridegroom of Christ yet. So we found out a couple of things last week. Somebody point out one thing we found out in chapter 1. We had a big discussion about whether those was angels. Oh, yeah. So Sister Mickey said they were angels. Yeah, I said it was men in white apparel. Because if they were angels, he would have said what? And the angels. He makes no mistake about it. When he's writing, he's very specific. He said angels are men in white apparel. Which gives us the indication that they were what? Angels. But Luke is very thorough in his application. And he doesn't want anything to be left to chance. Are you with me? But watch this now. Did the clouds take Jesus up? He ascended up into the clouds. If the clouds didn't come get him, he was already gone. Because a lot of people think that Jesus stepped out on a cloud and then the clouds took him away. Clouds can only go how far? Uh, to whatever we figured the sky is. But you never seen a cloud out in space or wherever Jesus went. Because we don't know where he went. We just know he went back to what? To heaven because he had a purpose. Now, then the Bible says, according to chapter number one, there was, some, there was a thought from Peter. And Peter did what? He stood up and he suggested that they were how many of them? It was 11 of them. And so... They drew lots. Now I want to, want to point something out. And I could be completely wrong. But they asked God to choose somebody. After they already don't decided. Two of the people. I've never known God to work like that. 
I, I just haven't. Not, not at that time. They, they just accepted everything. But this is what brings the question into being because Saul comes along later and is a, an apostle. And there were only how many apostles? Twelve. So with Mathis being an apostle, how many make them? Thirteen. Now we got a problem. Because we got a head of God in the church. Well, Jesus chose how many? Twelve. They replaced Judas with Mathis, which made the number twelve again. Because we're going to even see that tonight. And then Paul comes along and makes thirteen. So now we got a problem. But how was Paul, how was Mathis chosen by who? The group. And that's how we come into, in my humble opinion, how we come into problems in the church. Because we ask God afterwards. Think about it now. How do you choose a pastor? You search for him. You send out a what? Tell people to send you an application. All right. And then you narrow it down to how many people? Two or three. But mostly, usually it's two. Then you bring them back and they preach again. And then you do what? You cast lots. And then there comes a problem, doesn't it? Because now all of a sudden, he's not the same preacher that you call. He's doing something completely different than you think he ought to do. Instead of you saying, okay, God, send us a pastor. Just a little thought. <laughs> and then we're mad because the preacher don't work out. Because he come here, he won't change everything. We don't do it like that here. We ain't never done it like this before. Now, a lot of information tonight. Chapter number two. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were what? All with one accord. Where? In one place. Now, will Pentecost ever happen again? Okay, excellent question. What is Pentecost? It's the 50th day. That's what Pentecost means, 50th day. It also means first fruit. Y'all with me? See, we, we attribute it to the Holy Ghost, but it's not about the Holy Ghost. It's the 50th day, which is the festival of the first fruit, which is the beginning of the church. That makes sense? I'm so glad we had this discussion. No, I'm serious. Because oftentimes, and except I had read this, I would have been in agreement with you all. Let me say that. And I thought I was a pretty knowledgeable young man. But it has a beginning. It is a beginning. And it is the beginning of the church. Now, something occurs that makes it the first fruit, which is Jesus is the what? The first fruit. And it's the 50th day, so he presents another fruit, which is 
No, the fifty. It's the fiftieth day. He he stayed forty days, and walked among them, and then ten more days, the Spirit of God came through the Holy Ghost, which is accompanied with the day of Pentecost, which was prophesied that this was going to happen. And when we look at it, there are going to be some things that are really subtle. But they mean a lot because most of the time, even in Pentecostal churches, we think that the Holy Spirit comes or the Spirit of God comes for us to speak in tongues. It comes for one purpose, and that is for a work to empower us to tell the good news of Jesus Christ. That's really all it came to do, because if somebody remember now, the setting is don't you talk about Jesus anymore because we've already crucified him and so if you mention him I'm a what I'm a kill you too and so now they begin to speak with what boldness about the Christ man now none of them were avid language that's not the right word they didn't speak other languages because they all live where right around Jerusalem, Judea. But something happens when they are empowered. We'll get to that. And they start talking in a language where other people can understand them, but they have one message. And it is what? The goodness of the Lord. Now, he says, and what? Suddenly, there what? Came a sound. Notice what it, the first thing that happened. It was a what? A sound from heaven. Now, how you knew it came from heaven? It wasn't below them, was it? It was above them. So a sound came, which got their what? Attention. A sound from heaven as of a, a rushing, but was it a wind? But but my mind can only comprehend what I have seen or been able to see in my what environment, and it seemed like it was a wind, but it didn't turn nothing over. My my my, isn't that something? We got the fan on right now, and it's what it's turning. We know the wind blowing, but this is how Jesus described it when he talked to Nicodemus. Remember what he said to Nicodemus? He said, "The wind listeth." You feel it, but you don't know where it came from. So he's giving Nicodemus the thought of how the Holy Ghost is going to come, but Nicodemus couldn't what? Comprehend it. So he says, it, it sounded like a mighty wind, a rushing mighty wind. And it did what? What was the first thing it did? It filled what? All of the house. It filled all the house where they were sitting. So they were what? Sitting waiting for it I'm going somewhere with this they were what sitting waiting for it to happen then why do y'all always a lot tell people to make y'all stand up when the word of God is being read they were sitting waiting when somebody is reading the word of God, you should be technically sitting. 
because you are in expectation of something that is about to come. I ain't going to mess with that. I'm going to leave it alone because I know we have what? Traditions. Because I even stand up where, depending on where I am, when the reading of the word of God is coming. And then we say it is in what? Reverence. And then some people will whoop us and say if President Obama comes, you will stand up for him. And there are people that stand up when President Obama come and despise him with all their heart. So is that really reverence? Y'all forgive Pastor. He just got little quirks. He just got little quirks. But when I am expecting something, do I stand up to expect it or do I sit in expectation? It depends on the individual and what they have been what? Taught. The man at, at in Acts a couple of chapters from now, he was sitting at the gate. And Peter and John was going by and he said, what, silver and gold have I none but such as I have. And then the word of God said, and him expecting, but he never what? Stood up. But when Peter grabbed him and said, what, stand, arise, he got up because he's, y'all not with me. Let me move on. First thing was what? My hearing. Because if I can't hear the word of God, I can't speak the word of God. I got to be able to hear God before I can tell anybody about God. We might not get about five verses out tonight. I don't know. Huh? I want you to think about it now. How do you learn? Hearing. That's why it says in the word of God, how can they teach unless they be sent? All right. The preacher can't preach unless he be sent. But he has to be what? Taught by who? God, which is the who? Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit to teach him to rightly, Timothy, dividing. Is that all right, Sister Rivers? You're going to pray. You're all right. But y'all going to pray with me tonight? <laughs> Look here. If I'm hearing God, you ain't got to really pray with me. Because if I heard him, he going to give me something to say. And no matter whether you talk to me or not, I'm going to say what he told me to. Listen to what else he says now. Because he takes control of my tongue when I'm ordered. Mr. Williams. All right. I ain't going to bother with you. <laughs> Y'all yo, yo, yo with me? All right. Now, the next thing that happens, he says, and there what? Appeared unto them cloven tongues. There it is. Like as of what? Fire. And it did what? Set upon each of them. Now, the first thing that I, the first two indicators that, that helps us out quite a bit is what we hear and what we see. Because now I know something extraordinary has happened. So I go back to my question again. Will we have the day of Pentecost again? No. You don't need anything God does. You don't need it but one time. 
just like he don't need to send Jesus back for our sins, but one time. Y'all with me? Because a lot of people, and I have been in error with this myself. I said, Lord, send a Pentecost. I was wrong. There is no need for a second Pentecost because when God sends something, it is sufficient for all eternity. Are y'all with me? So if you hear somebody praying that, you don't have to embarrass them, but kind of pull them to the side and say, we don't need a second Pentecost. We just need to be what? We need to enter into what is already there because he gave us that for a specific reason. And it's not for me to speak in more tongues than you because Paul addressed that in Corinthians. He said, though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and you have not what? Love. You are sounding like a tinkling bell. Is that all right? Now, two things. We what? Heard it and we saw it. Because we are what? Witnesses. Oh, come back here, Jesus. You're still involved in this thing, isn't you? I can, I can tell you're still involved. Because he said, you shall be witnesses unto me where? In Jerusalem. Where else? Judea. Where else? Samaria. And to what? But I got to give you something to make you have power to do what? Go. Somebody would have said, I got a good job here. Lord, I can't go because I got a what? A good job. But the power of the Holy Ghost will encourage me to say, well, the Lord will pro. And now I can do what? I can go. But there's something else that God knows that sometimes you won't go. Y'all with me? So he will cause confusion to make you go or make you run. Y'all not with me. Some of us will still be married. I, I appreciate the rivers for still being married. But some of us will still be married if it wasn't for the Holy Ghost to say, fool, you better run. You better go and get out of that thing right about now before you be dead. Y'all don't want to talk to me. It's okay. The first thing I did was I what? I heard it. It was like something that I had experienced before, but not like this. And that's how, for some of you that question, how will I know that it's God? Because it's something that you have experienced before, but not like this. Mmm, that's rich there. See, I thought I wanted to do something, but there was a power that came that made me say, you know, I think I want to do it, but I don't have the power to do it. But since I've got the spirit of God in me, now I can do it. Come on, Sister Rivers, you a speaker. Because you got the power of God in you because it was so natural you didn't even know how natural it was for you Sunday you just talked and that's all pastor do I went, I'll tell y'all I'm finna preach to her I said we're gonna just have a little talk and all of us got a gift for gab come on talk to me Charlie you know you got one <laughs> Oz you got one too and you be running talking about you can't sing you just transfer your talking into your singing. Willie Neal, does he really sing? No. He talks. Willie Neal. He talks. He tells a story and the rest of the fellas that his background do the harmony. Come on, talk to me, y'all. We make things what? Harder. 
than what they are. Pastor can't sing a lick, and he tried to sing all of my stuff. But you got some nerve. But I got some power within me because I heard him say it was like a rushing mighty wind, and then it came and it got on my tongue. And so because it was on my tongue and it set upon me when it was a need for me to do something, I was able to do it. And it was not me. Come on, deep. Huh? It was not me. It was the spirit of God moving in me. And then because the spirit of God got on y'all ears every now and then, y'all say, well, it wasn't quite that bad. Pastor might be concerned just a little bit. Jonah. I think it's Jonah who he's referring to. About him being in the bottom of the, the in the fish or the they say whale. Well, a lot of times we say it was a whale, but the book said it was a great fish. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Now listen to what it did. And some people lie all the time in church. They say, I wasn't going to say nothing, but I couldn't help myself. <laughs> liar, liar, pants on fire. This says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The spirit of God is very wise. It will not make you say anything you don't want to say. You want to say it. Else he won't let you open your mouth. Because you want to be what? Obedient to God. Are y'all with me? Now. This is the. The twist that makes this thing so right. He tells them to go where? To Jerusalem. To do what? Wait. So in, in other words, there is obedience there. Because they followed what? His word. They went to Jerusalem and they did what? Waited. <laughs> now did he tell them to conduct business? Then how we chose another apostle. <laughs> well, I'm just asking a question. I know I'm back in chapter number one and y'all say, Leave chapter number one alone. We we got your we got your you got your thing, Pastor, that you were telling Mathis wasn't supposed to be picked. But what you what you forgot to tell us though, Pastor, is they went to God because they pulled lots. You gotta look like this is the real. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it long. I'm going on. Yes, sir. Yes, I do, sir. Yes, I do. Now, listen. Here's the caveat to why they had to go. Verse number one said they were what? On one accord. They were all there in what? One place. Nobody didn't come in late, did they? Because if they came in late, what happened? The Holy Ghost already came and gone. Yeah, 
they, they would have lost out. But they were there. Then they, God appeared unto their what? Senses. They heard. They saw. Then they began to speak. And they were amazed at each other as much as they was with what they had seen. But it was for a what? Purpose. That's why a man has gotten very, very rich. Wrote, wrote a book called The What? The Purpose Driven Life. God to mighty. Isn't that something? And all he's telling us is almost what this is telling us. If we let God speak through us. And we are what? Attentive to what God is saying. Like you were attentive. Anytime you speak the word of God, you are what? Attentive. Unless you just want to do it yourself. The one thing that I need to let us know. A lot of people tell us that you cannot have the Holy Ghost unless you speak in tongues. That's not the purpose. He came that way. But once he got here. It didn't mean that that was the only way that he would come. You can't accept Christ unless you have the Holy Ghost. Because Christ has to be presented to you. Something has to make you say, you know what? I'm going to try that. It seemed right. So you heard it through the preaching of the gospel. Something in your life occurred that made you say, I need to change my ways now you start to speak a different language got to be more careful instead of you cussing like a sailor like you used to or if you didn't cuss now instead of you talking about sports center you're talking about god center now instead of you talking about as the world turned you talk about has god as god turned the world y'all not talking to me let me go on Y'all think I don't pass no losses, man. Now, verse number five says, And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of what? Every nation under heaven. Now, when this was what? Noised. So why y'all tell people to hush when they're trying to praise God? If ain't no noise going on, people ain't going to know it's a what? A difference. Noise abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that what? Every man heard them speak in his own language. I know it sounds like jibbery jumble when somebody speaks in tongues, but there are diversities even of tongues. There's a tongue that you speaking directly to God and ain't nobody going to know what you're talking about but you and God. Then there's a tongue for a specific reason that somebody that may speak fluent Latin. And you know you don't know no Latin because you ain't been over in no Rome or the, the, the Vatican is nowhere. And they will understand exactly what you say. Yes, ma'am. thought okay, okay um, now when it comes to verse 6 it said the multitude came together 
they were like at a square. And when they, it wasn't, it, that's why I said when it was what? Noised. They heard them. Somebody thought it was Marvin Gaye. But Marvin Gaye wasn't back there. And they said, listen, something going on. Somebody having a good time. Let us go see this thing. And when they came to the square, because you're going to find out how many people were added to the church? 3,000. So it had to be big enough for people to gather. For Peter to talk. And you know the most important thing about the, all of that? Do you ever see where the Roman God came? No soldiers came. Because God was what? Doing a work. Now remember, this is 50 days after the crucifixion. And they are on heightened alert because they don't stole the body of Jesus. They're expecting a what? A not a resurrection but a right y'all with me so now no Roman gods show up and 3,000 people come in the middle of a square or in an area because they hear people talking their language to everybody y'all with me alright now a very good observation now he says and they were what all amazed and marveled doing what saying one to another Behold, now that, that's to do what? Look, behold, are not all these which speak what? Galileans. Now, that confirms that they're not supposed to be able to speak like a mead. Every now and then, you got somebody learning Spanish in high school. But the way these fellas and young ladies were talking, it was not like they, they were fluent in what they were saying. They wasn't stumbling and bumbling. They were saying it just like it was supposed to. Perfect dialect. Now, then the question, verse 8, chapter 2, verse 8. Then the question comes up. And how hear we every man in our what? Own tongue wherein we were what? Born. Now, back up. Back up. Back up to verse 3 this is how you hear them because there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them and verse 4 continues and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the what? Spirit gave them utterance that's how you hear them and so Peter is going to speak to that effect in just a little bit. But we want you to know who was there. God to matter. That's why we love Luke, isn't it? Luke left what? Nothing untold. Who all was there? Paratarians, Medes, Eliamites, and dwellers in Mesopotamia and in Judea and Compontia in Pontius and Asia. Faratiah, Pamaphara in Egypt and in the parts of Libya about Sharia and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Crees and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the what? The wonderful works of God. Well, 
If I was about to take my seat now, Sister Rivers, and I feel like I'm going on to the seat now. If I am in the Holy Ghost, in the Spirit of God, then I don't have time to talk about nobody because I'm talking about my Lord. Uh, <laughs> <and> <laughs> I will stop. I will stop right now and be a time to say, and. Uh, <laughs> Can I, can, I, can I go back to Motown? I ain't got time to be talking about nothing but God. What you do, that's your mess. But if I have the indwelling power of the Holy Ghost, my, com my talk, my communication ought to be about the wonderful works of the Lord. See, I can't tell you your story because I don't know your story. But I heard somebody sing the little song say, I just could not keep it to myself. What, who, the Lord, was they talking in tongues? What the Lord has done. What were they talking about? They're talking about the speaking in our tongues, the wonderful works of God. And when we, as the body of Christ, of the church of Christ, begin to talk about the wonderful works of God, not necessarily all the time about healing and different things, that's the works of God, not so much about being what, rich, that's still the works of God, but when we start talking about the riches of God, when my mind was unsettled, when my thoughts were all over the place, and I began to call on the name of God, and I saw not the circumstance change, but I changed. See, because people are looking for real people. See, everybody want to tell you the story of how they got over but they ain't never been through nothing. You got to tell people that you didn't know how you was going to make it. But somehow, some way, the Lord made a way out of no way. See, people tired of people being perfect all the time. Y'all don't want to talk, but it's okay. People tired of people just being so perfect. My hair's. Geico got a commercial. I think it's Geico. With a little girl, she on a motorcycle. And she rides up. Everybody else have messed up. But hers. And they say perfect hair every time. People don't have perfect hair. I, you know, I'm, I'm looking at my dad now. Eventually, mine going to get a little thin. Maybe I should have wore a bush for as long as I could. Charlie, you better hold on to it, bro. <laughs> uh, eventually, it's going to what? It's going to go. Y'all not talking to me. But they talked about what? The wonderful works of God. And this made the people that was there, what? 12 says, they were all, what? Amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, what meaneth this? See, y'all worry about people talking about you. But what they, need, what they need to be saying is, what meaneth this? Why is Sister D acting this way? Why is Ch I knew Charlie when he was growing up in the in the park, but he don't act the same way that that Charlie that I knew acted. What is the difference? What meaneth this when something went wrong in his life and he was able to stand? He doing all that you can do to just do what stand and do what see 
the salvation. And you can't stand until the Holy Ghost comes in your life. And some of us was worrying about did we have to speak in tongues for the Holy Ghost to move? No. Just have to believe. Tradition. But in actuality, the first time you did it, even though you didn't understand, it does not alter God's commandments because you did it because you you were under the precept. And watch watch where I'm going with this because this is going to be very meaningful not only to you but all of us. John baptized them with with water. Did they tell any of the disciples that they need to be baptized again? Because they did what they understood. But when Christ came, he taught them, and John even pointed them, say what? One is coming that is mightier than I, that not, will baptize you, not with water, but with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Jesus came along, they still didn't understand it, and he said, I've got to go, so that you can be what? Baptized. And so when he left, before he left, he said what? Receive ye the Holy Ghost, and he blew on them. But they still didn't understand it. But when this day came, it began to bring back to their memory everything that God had did with them and for them. Are y'all with me? So even though you went for the wrong reason, God said because your heart was tender and you meant to do the right thing, it was pleasing in his sight. Are y'all with me? That's why I have problems with people saying little children can't be join the church and they can't be baptized and they can't take communion why Jesus was in at 12 years old was well he was earlier than that wasn't he when he was he was in the thing talking to the, the temple and he was talking to them like 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 he was the they was the children and he was the doctor huh let me go on but but y'all get the point if a child got enough courage to say I want to be saved then we ought to let them be saved. Sometimes we have to learn how to practice a thing. Y'all not talking to me. When I was a little boy, I learned how to play baseball. Didn't y'all learn? You learned how to play baseball then? But you didn't know how to do it until you practice it. Jesus, this thing, this thing is good, y'all. I don't know about y'all, but this thing is good to me tonight. Because you got to learn how to walk in God. You just don't all of a sudden just be holier than thou and walking in God. You make some mistakes trying to walk in God. But there is a power in God that will help you not to make the mistakes. Peter made mistakes and he preached to the 3,000. Peter was consistently messing up even after he had the Holy Ghost. Y'all don't believe that, do you? Peter said, 
I can't confirm that the Gentiles got the Holy Ghost and God had don't told him to do what? Go and tell him about the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and Peter said, it's just remember he told told God. God laid down a sheet with unclean stuff on it. And Peter said, No, oh, no, Lord. Uh uh-uh, uh, no. Not me. I don't I don't deal with no unclean stuff. He said, Peter, that which I call clean, call thou not unclean. Are y'all with me? Help your son, daddy. Your son don't got on the road with him. Here come Peter. Look at your neighbor and say, here come Peter. Verse number 14 say, but Peter standing up with the what? Eleven. So now, for those of you who, who say, well, Reverend Williams, you, 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 you have hopping onto Mathis, and we, you cannot substantiate it in your saying. Here's something that can substantiate you saying that God allowed Mathis to be a part because what he said he stood up with the 11 Peter being 12 right so you I give you a little ammo go along with your stuff now lifted up his voice and said unto them ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem now what's wrong with that statement not a thing is it anything wrong with it yeah it is in a way but I'm being picky. Where were we supposed to do this thing at first? In Jerusalem. And then take it out. But Peter says what? Judea and Jerusalem. Be this known unto you and hearken unto my words. 15. For these are not what? Drunken as ye suppose. Sin it is but the what? The third hour of the day now what time are we talking about now we got to remember now this is a different time frame because nine o'clock in jacksonville florida somebody could be drunk jack's liquors open up at eight o'clock or abc at eight o'clock so somebody could be still drunk but in their day it was too early for anybody because what would have happened is they would have already come off of their drunk and they didn't have time to get drunk again. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Well, you remember now, you, you always got a, a renegade of people that's going to get drunk, no matter how, because they're going to drink. They're drunk. They're going to drink. But what Peter is saying to them, the institutions that they would be able to purchase from or get it from, they just waking up. They haven't had time, as, as you would say, to, to what? Indulge in it just yet. All right? Now, so uh, he's, he says, but this is that which was spoken by who? The prophet Joel. Now, why does he choose Joel? Okay, now what else? Come on, give me some more stuff. Give me some media. Joel had prophesied about it. What did Joel prophesy about? Somebody's going down there to look at Joel? Well, it's, it's coming up. Look at verse 17. It says, this is what Joel said. It shall come to what? To pass. In what? The last days. Said God. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh 
and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on 18, and on my servants and on my handmaids I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Mm. Yes. Through generations. It was written. The prophets always did what? Wrote what God said for them to say. Remember? Now, here's the caveat. How would the people that was done know that? All right. They knew the scripture. Then we need to know the scripture. Okay. Yes, sir. Very, very good question. I, I like what you're saying. What the difference in that is that when this happened to them, because by the number, and that's why I Okay. Very good. Very good. Very good. Scripture uh, of the writing of Joel was established because in the synagogue they had the writings of Moses and other prophets now they didn't have the New Testament because the New Testament was not written but they already had it written down and people would, would know what the prophets said they said it by word and also these are some of the books that they would read when the people came to the synagogue to be taught so what made a prophet was the fact that if a man said something or a prophetess said something, the Bible never said, don't say it's not true. It said, wait and see. If it comes to pass, then they are a prophet. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's very good and legit, very legitimate. Some people prophesy in our lives, don't they? The Lord told me to tell you. Yeah. So we know that they prophesy. But if somebody tells you something and it comes to pass, then you know that it was of God. Yes, ma'am. Prophet is bad. There are several trains of thoughts that come in that. One of my thoughts is there is really no need for any more prophets because it is done. When Christ died on the cross, he said, it is finished. Um, Yeah, some people can tell you some things that's going to happen, but is that really a prophet? 
that's somebody that God gave you a word. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes. Well, I'm Prophet Williams now. Y'all gonna go home in about thirty minutes. <laughs> and I'm being facetious, but I mean, let let's be for real. You you can have a title. There's nothing wrong with with a person being a prophet or a bishop or whatever. It just depends on what are you trying to accomplish. For for many people, and and I heard this said the other day, and I, I subscribe to it. Whatever happened to in the Old Testament, there was a statement that was so profound to me, and it would just say, "The woman of man of God." That made all the difference in it. For people to know that you were what a man or a woman of God. Mm -hmm. Okay. Her grandmama anointed her and told her and prophesied to her. Okay. In my opinion, mm -hmm. if you don't have something up on that wall. Well, you get you kind of got to get away from that, bro. Well, and I, I hear you now. You see, It should be some type of documentation. Right. Not of God. Amen. And this particular person always scared me because I always see things happen to her that nobody else don't seem to happen to nobody else. <laughs> Well, now let me say this. Let me say this. And, and you, you, you got a point there. You, you, the Bible says, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. But that does not mean that that is the principle of what's going to happen. You, that, right. That's, that's all I'm saying. So we have to remember, too, now, the enemy wants to destroy anything that is godly. The enemy wants to do that because if if you if you're doing good, and and I in your eyes, and not just saying your eyes, but I guess keep seeing somebody keep getting destroyed, then my shoot, I don't want that kind of God because shoot, what do I want that kind of God for? He can't even help her, and she's supposed to be showing up, showing up. My other thought is, watch him for a while. You don't have to say yay, nay, indifferent. The spirit of God will differentiate whether they be of God or whether they do not. And that could be in the form of these incidents occurring. 
because if you're knocked down, how does she come out of it? Does she glorify God while she's being tried? If she doesn't, that ain't of God. Okay. I, I really do see mixed stuff. I can hear her, you know, every day, you know, praising God and everything else. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I see so much street stuff that's within that or whatever, you know. Then they, there's your answer. <laughs> you you've observed. You've observed. And that's that's the key. You don't have to say you ain't it'll tell on itself. The fruit of bears. Mm-hmm. And and, and it, this is perfect time, isn't it? We're talking about what? The first fruit? And apparently that first fruit ain't is withered. They're not really connected to the true vine. So that's why you're seeing a lot of things. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I know that's right. One of the things that is so so wonderful about all of that is now we have the ability to have the Spirit of God. And now you can discern from spirit to spirit. Now the other side of that is we have to understand that the devil is a spirit also. And he does have limited power because he can mimic things just like God. For example, a prophet can prophesy a person with a divine spirit can almost they don't really prophesy to you they listen to your track record and if you don't been with the same type of person for this you know this your fourth or fifth relationship they could tell you what's gonna happen you know that well that's what i'm saying but but i'm gonna present myself as light and say this, 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 and this is gonna happen, but you already told them what's what's been going on. But I mean, let me clarify something too, because you know, I would put myself in that same category because I've had some almost say hell nation stuff, you know, going on with me. Like the like the bike, the bike, right? You know? Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm not prophesying, you know, acting like I'm I'm some prophet or something, you right. know what I mean? And uh, You're not I'm making not promotion. Yeah. You you and, and that's the case. You can have a lot of things happen to you, but you're still holding on right. to the faith. Lord help us. Yes, ma'am. It's building your character, making your muscles strong. <laughs> When they happen, you will know. Right. Yeah, he'll come and confirm. 
they they translated uh it really they went back to our history as african africans africans have always told stories orally point case in point in america what do we want our the african-american kids to do like the european children and that is to read it in our and hist and history and ancestry we are oratorial people you will remember what aunt sally may said or what your mom said because it was told to you orally we were not necessarily readers and we still having that same problem today and none of our great thinkers has sit down to say that to our educators for example and i'm gonna be going on you give a black guy a mic just like i'm sitting here now and they'll rap and every child in that schoolhouse that's black can recite that rap they can't read it but they can say the rap then just common sense ought to say what then rap the education to them i'm gonna stop y'all where we at let me try to hasten Peter was talking. He was telling them some things. Listen, verse 16, 17, 18, 19 really does not address what is happening. Y'all with me? I want to make sure you understand what with me. Because for one thing, he says, and on my servants and on my handmaids I will pour out my spirit in those days, in those days of my spirit, and they shall what? prophesied now what were the disciples saying to the people the goodness of the lord were they prophesying would you consider that prophecy it was already known so is that prophecy mm-hmm. the old testament uh-huh Right. The New Testament in that period is that's the fulfillment of, okay. of, of that prophecy that Joel gave. All right. So you're saying were they really prophesying? Right. Are they just telling of the goodness of the Lord? Now, and, and the reason why I ask is because I, I want you to decipher this. This has not occurred yet. What they're doing here is not what Paul, I mean, what Peter is talking about. Peter says, Joel says that they're going to prophesy. Prophesy is to do what? Foretell. It's already been told. They are just reminding them of the light. I see the light came on. Are you with me? See, that's the thing that we got to understand. This almost gives, and, and until I had read Dr. McGee, I was like, where you going with this doc? Is but this is this has not happened yet. It's going to happen. Well, look at verse 19 to prove it. He's saying all of this in the same statement. He says, and I will show wonders where? In heaven above, which will be, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. That's from Joel. 
has that happened yet. That's in the days of the book of Revelation. That has not what? Occurred yet. Judgment has not what? Come yet. But yet he uses this to get their attention to know that something miraculous has happened. Oh, man, I wish I could just sometimes I can pour this stuff into us. Y'all, I hope y'all see this. He says, then the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and what? Notable day of the Lord come. But all of that that has been said really had nothing to do with what was happening. But it got their what? Attention. And the first thing that happened to the disciples to get their attention was what they heard. Lord have mercy. Work, Holy Ghost. The more we know about the Word of God, the better off we are. See, because every time I go through a book, I thought I didn't need to study this. I said, I, mean, I know this. But as I dig, as we dig, and see, that's why I appeal to our knowledge that we already have. Because if you already got a good foundation, but sometimes our foundation is based on what we were told. But when we look at it word for word, verse by verse, it begins to reveal new knowledge. And that's why the word of God is what? Living. It's living because we learn. Oh, man, that's the what they always said in church. But it's more to what they said in church because we are growing spiritually so now our insight is more open to what is needed to be heard y'all with me now uh, but he says in 21 and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall what call on the name of the Lord shall be what if I'm not mistaken and I have not researched this but y'all help me I believe this is one of the few times that it is actually mentioned that somebody is going to be what? Saved. But it is has always been mentioned because they say it in another way. Salvation shall come. Hosanna. Y'all remember that? That mean what? Save us. Y'all with me? Amen. Sometimes it come together, don't it? Now, he says in 22, ye men of Israel, hear these words. Now, this is when he begins to break down his message. Yes, ma'am. Just happened when you were talking about that. Could that translate into the New Testament where um, we are no longer under the law? The law. Or the, the law is mm-hmm. under the blood of Jesus. Right. That's, that's our, our advocate, okay. a mediator. He says... Jesus of Nazareth, a man what? Approved of God among you by what? Miracle. Watch this now. These signs shall follow them. Charlie? These signs shall follow them. They shall love one another. Woo! That almost destroyed the church. Where there's bickering in the church, these signs shall follow them. Did Peter get along with everybody? No, 
because he was already running his mouth. They, they was already arguing who's going to be the greatest. But the sign was that they what? They forgot about who was going to be the greatest and just what? Talked about the Lord. Here it is right here. Now, he said, these signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Now, was that true? Of course it was. Everybody knew who? Lazarus. They knew that Jesus did what? Raise Lazarus from the dead. They knew that the man that had the withered hand that came into the temple, he said what? It was, I don't know him, but a man called who? Jesus. What? Healed my hand. They knew Jairus' daughter was what? Dead. Y'all hear me? It was what? Infallible what? Proofs. Preach, Cheryl. Preach, girl. You just preach on Cheryl. Preach. Huh? He said, you yourselves also know. And we know. Some of us can look back over our lives and know that if it had not been for the Lord. Might not have knew him. But mama knew him. Granddaddy knew him. Daddy knew him. Somebody knew him. And was what? Praying. Somebody prayed. You better stop, boy. Listen what it said. Him. Being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have what? Crucified and slain. Ah! That's what Peter said. Peter said, ah! huh? Whom God did what? Raise up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holding. Did y'all know that? I mean, seriously, did y'all know that? I read that, but I didn't know that until just now. Because that substantiates that if it couldn't hold Christ, why am I so scared to die? Because it can't hold me either. Because I'm like him. He was the first fruits, and I'm his the partaker of his fruit. For David, what? Speak concerning him. I foresaw the Lord also before my face, for he is on where? The right hand, that I should not be moved. Now, this Acts chapter number 2, so Stephen ain't said I saw him on the right hand of God. But David verified it. Y'all with me? David verified it. And then he said, therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in what? Anybody in here got some hope? We, we ought to have some hope because we, we reading this. They, they, he was telling them that, but it's been confirmed so somebody wrote it down that we can have it. Then he says what? Because thou will not leave my soul in hell, neither will thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Thou has made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Then Peter got beside himself. Peter said, men and what? Brethren, let me what? Freely speak unto you of the what? The patriot David. See, everybody knew David. Uh-huh. Didn't all of them know him? That he is what? Both dead and buried and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, 
<laughs> and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his lungs according to the flesh, he would rise up Christ to sit on what? His throne. A dead man can't sit on a throne. Y'all with me? See, you, you, a dead man can't sit on a throne, Sister Rivers, because no, only that one that has power and is what? Alive can sit on a throne. But then Stephen said, I saw him sitting on the right hand. The right hand is power. Amen. But if you're with God, you can be on the left side too because he still got some power. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, yeah. See, that was the whole point. Jesus, see, most of the time we think of Jesus only being exhibited in the New Testament. Huh? Th that's it. But he was all the way through. All the way through the Old Testament. He was in the form of Jacob. He was in the form of Abraham. He was in the form of all because he was the first fruit. He was a prototype, but they were emblematic of salvation, a deliverer. When God told Adam and Eve in chapter, if I'm not mistaken, around chapter number three, around 20 something, said, I'm going to make a coat for you. An animal had to die, which meant blood was shed. And from that point, Jesus was showing up. He showed up on the ark. Can I get a witness? When everybody died except those who was on the ark, Jesus is the ark. He's our covering. That's why David said he is my rock and my strength. He is my strong tower. He was a tower when the children of Israel needed to go to battle. He was in the cloud that protected them from the day and from the night. Y'all know it did get cold out there at night in the desert. Huh? But he was a pillar of cloud. A pillar of what? Cloud. Because he warmed it up. He was an oven at night. And then he cooked. He was a y'all did, did you know he was a cook? He rained down manna from the sky. He was a cook, y'all. Then when, he, when they complained about they ain't have nothing to eat, he sent them some quails. And then he turned into a refrigerator because it didn't waste until the second day. <laughs> this room's like I just get excited, but don't forgive me. But listen, we we think we got it going on because we got a microwave. He said, just go out there and pick up. When I send this stuff, just go out there and pick it up. But don't get too what? Greedy. Somebody tried to keep it for a third day, being lazy, and it spoiled and it rotten on them. You better stop one. Listen to what he said. Listen to what he said. He seen this, therefore, spake of the resurrection of Christ. He seen this, therefore, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we all are what? Witnesses. There it is again. Ye shall be what? Witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God, exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he hath shown forth this, which ye now see when? And hear. There's that thing again. You what? Hear it and you see it. You saw us speaking your tongue. You heard us. You're out there. You're a witness now. For David is not ascending into the heaven, but he saith himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit well, thou on my right hand, until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore, 
let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God have made the same Jesus whom ye have crucified both what Lord and Christ I'm trying to take it on to the house y'all I didn't think I was going to be able to get through but we're going to try now when they heard this they were what pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles men and brethren what shall we do see when the Holy Ghost comes you ain't got to do a whole lot of talking you just tell them what thus said the Lord. Too many of us preachers trying to preach so profoundly till we taken away. It's us, it's not the word of God. That's why I, I have subscribed to going verse by verse. Because it ain't hard to preach when you go verse by verse. Listen to what he says. Then Peter said unto them, do what? What does repent mean? Turn around. Change. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus. For what? The remission of sins. And ye shall receive the what? The gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So that's for who? Because we are what? Afar off. Amen. Afar. And with many other words did he testify and exalt, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day they were added unto them about three thousand souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Homework, apostles' doctrine for next week. Y'all had some homework for this week, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Look what they were doing. Fellowship, breaking of bread, and in prayer. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things in common, not as no cult. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men. As every man had what? Need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They eat their bread with gladness and singleness of heart. Praising God. Having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church. When? Such as should. Are there any questions? Yes, ma'am. No question, but when I was studying this and when I came upon verse 45, mm -hmm. and sold their possessions and goods, uh -huh. parted them to all men as they as every man had need. I, I know this is what we're supposed to be doing, but we kind of re-hoard stuff. Can I say that? Yeah. It's a fact. Supposed to be happy but that's that's the way we have been what taught save for a rainy day mm -hmm. the other side of that is and I think all of us are products of parents that we didn't understand it but they were giving stuff away as a little boy I thought we weren't going to have nothing else to eat 
told mama one time this lady y'all know heard the story about a million times lady come over there my mama said you got a cup of sugar and an egg next thing come back my mama said you got some milk and some flour so just go ahead and send her the stove we ain't gonna have nothing else left after a while you know got gotta have some rice but the one thing that I can say about our generation the generation prior to us is that if one family had something to eat on that street everybody had something to eat. fortunately for us you know we were the house that somebody could come get something to eat and it's a blessing amen it's a blessing David said I once was young but now I'm old but I have what never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed bringing bread and so if I do right my grandchildren down in great great grandchildren that I may not ever see will be able to enjoy God's blessings any questions thoughts comments It, it it really provokes you because there are a number of things even as preachers you've heard this preach but it don't add up the way they preached it I'm guilty of some of that that's why I'm trying to get back now and get all this stuff straight because God said if I, if I tell you wrongly out of his word it's bring damnation on my soul I want to get it right amen let us pray Father God, we come now to conclude this time of our session. We pray, God, that we have been correct in our application of your holy word. Holy Spirit, quicken me that I might be able to correct those things that were wrong if I said something that was wrong. I tried to present it from what I have learned and in my heart. Lord, I pray that you will endow your people with your Holy Spirit, that we will rightly discern your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.